This week, we learned that against all authority was only against most authority. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. I'm RJ Phoenix. And uh, hey, we have a heck of a show for you today. I, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to express how happy I am to have our guests on this episode. It really, really is. Uh, we are joined by the St. Louis ska, rock, punk band. They're called Orange Tree, and they've been a favorite of mine for a long time. Uh, with us Thank is you. <laughs> Jason, mm-hmm. Joe, and Ted from Orange Tree. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks, it's great to be here. Thank yeah, you for having man. us. This is awesome. I was really glad that I was just like, hey, you guys want to do the show? And like almost right away, like, yeah, yeah. What do we need to oh, do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't have anything else going on. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. We are definitely excited to have you all here. And uh, so, RJ, um, yeah. how are things going for you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, took the kittens to the vet the other day. They're both doing fantastic. Uh, little Ramona just spent, uh, just celebrated a year and a half of, uh, since she got diagnosed with cancer and she's still going strong, strong little kitten. Um, other than that, yeah, I just had a pretty lazy weekend. I I did some yard work, but eh, it didn't do too much. You know, I, I listened to some Scott albums, you know, some of the new releases that came out, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But yeah, no, it was, it was a pretty laid back weekend. How, how was yours, Matt? Uh, good. We decorated for Halloween around the house. So put up uh, the decorations we have. All we, the spooky cats and the ghosts and ghoulies. Sure. Uh, we watched We watched a couple of Halloween things. We watched uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And the, what else? What was the other thing we watched? I can't. Oh, we watched a, a Mickey Mouse Halloween thing. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, what about you all, uh, gentlemen? Do you guys? I think you guys played a show this weekend. How'd that go? We did. Yeah, last night, <laughs> Sunday, October second, for our friend Steve Ewing, who is the singer from. The St. Louis-based band, The Urge. He is, let's see, six six years into supporting a charity called Feed the People. And he runs a business here in town called Steve's Hot Dogs. So if you're a first responder, if you're um, food insecure, come in. No questions asked. They give you a meal. And the goal, they got halfway to the goal, but it was still substantial enough to provide 300 meals. Awesome. We were one of five bands last night. Yeah. Were you the only ska band? No. We were not. (laughs) No. We were not. Um, That's always good. On the bill, we had uh, a business that's near and dear to my heart. You know them. They're all everywhere now. Um, School of Rock. Uh, so right. the Kirkwood School of Rock here in St. Louis, that's a city in the suburbs. Uh, they had a bunch of kids coming out playing, some of them for the first time in front of people. And I've been doing special events 
with the Kirkwood School of Rock and the Baldwin School of Rock for the last two years. And um, it was great to see that. The rock and rolls for the kids. <laughs> so they played then another band called Bring Me the Fires, then a band called Midwest Avengers, which is St. Louis has got some long-standing bands. This this band yeah. just celebrated 30 years oh, wow. of being Came a band in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like, wow. Ted, and then, you don't have to do sign language. You can talk. That's how us, the works. Oh. <laughs> Orange Tree. <laughs> and then um, great friends of ours, another ska band in town, very soulful, called Boomtown United. Awesome. Yeah. And that rounded out the night. It was glorious. It's great. Awesome. And it was beautiful, man. It was like oh, 67 degrees when we played. Mm. A little breezy. Nice yeah. fall weather. Yeah. And a nice a nice crowd. We had, I, I thought a Sunday night we were going to be, uh, you know, people so fil filtering out at the end of the night. But they stuck around. They stuck around for yeah, us. They great. stuck around for Boomtown. It was cool. Yeah, for the, whole, for the whole show, man. Everybody was there all night. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's a bunch of kids out there too. A bunch of kids out there too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That younger generation, man. Awesome. Yeah, I love the kids at the shows. Yeah, awesome. love the kids. That's rad. That's super awesome, guys. All right, we will uh, get uh, more into our conversation with Orange Tree in a few minutes, but for right now, we got ska news. Rude girls and rude boys too. Yes, Ska News, where we tell you about the latest releases and everything going on in the Ska scene, at least that we can fit into, I don't know what, RJ, what are we going to try to do, seven minutes this week? Uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's say what they are, play a clip, get out, talk to Orange Tree. That's however long it takes. Okay, uh, well, unfortunately, <laughs> my iPad disagrees and is uh, being slow right now, so we're just going to, we're going to have to wait until my iPad catches up with... My, <laughs> so you can play the song clips? Yeah, with my talking. Um, that is the wrong thing. And Sing us a song, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you got, man? Um, well, nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something Fair off enough. the top of my head, but Fair I could enough. not think. All right. So That'd be better than anything I can do. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first up, we got Lucius Malcolm. Uh, Lucius is the lead singer of the UK ska punk band Call Me Malcolm. And on Friday, September 30th, Lucius released uh, his first ever solo single. Uh, the song is called I Am Hell. Uh, sorry, not I Am Hell. It's called I'm Hell. And <laughs> no, it's not even I Am It's Hell. Am Hell. Am Hell. Gosh, what is wrong with me? Uh, uh, Matt, we don't have enough time in the podcast. We don't. We don't. We definitely don't. <laughs> so here's uh, uh, Lucius Malcolm with Am Hell.
Now, you're probably saying to yourself, Matt, that song has no ska in it that <laughs> we heard. And you would be correct in saying that that song is not ska. But here's the thing. Um, uh, Lucius sings for a ska punk band. And so we consider this just ska adjacent. We? 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 This was a Matt overrule. <laughs> um, okay, well, apparently RJ doesn't want to talk about anything that's only ska adjacent. Just, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Captain Gatekeeper here uh, doesn't want yeah. non-ska non hey. songs. And, and this leads right into uh, the, the album I want to bring up. Uh, our friend Stop the Presses put out a new album last Thursday, and I think it's fantastic. The name of the album is Got It. Somebody uh, gave him an album review saying it's too slow to be ska. <laughs> yeah, so, I saw, I saw this that. is this is what happens when there's nobody out ska gatekeeping because this album is ska as fuck. Uh, so I wanted to play one of my favorite tracks off this album. It's called Terminator. I don't know how anyone could listen to that and go yeah, yeah that's not ska i don't know. yeah i i don't get it uh i do want to add that if uh once you listen to the full song you get some killer uh saxophone playing from yes. jenny whiskey on this track yes. so it's uh yes. it's even more of a better song than you're thinking it is right from that clip <laughs> yeah it is sort of weird i i saw that comment i was like that seems weird it must the person must only think that ska is like ska punk from the 90s so that's my assumption is that they're that's their I mean, trust me, I get it. I, I'm not a slow ska person in general. I don't think that's that slow though. I, I didn't feel yeah, it felt yeah, it's not it's me, not I that mean. slow. So I mean <laughs> it's not that slow, but I'm just saying in comparison to other things that that person, you know, might listen to technically it's slower. So but I wouldn't that would never be so stupid as to say it's not ska. Like um, that's what happens when I stop gatekeeping. This is this is the result. <laughs> yeah, we thought it would be the other effect that just too many non-ska things in, but it's also when someone doesn't call something that is clearly ska ska. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Uh, so uh, especially especially over speed like that. I know yeah. a couple of bandmates that might want to talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, not ska songs. Um, but, <laughs> we're going to talk about Wave Breaker 3 from Bad Time Records. This is, this is totally ska songs. Both both sides of this LP. Um, of this 7-inch. Uh, not the part we're going to play. 
Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's just the breakdown. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's like ska light. It's like it's, it's ska core with that that breakdown in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So on Friday, September 30th, Bad Time Records announced Wavebreaker Three featuring Foley and the Best of the Worst. Uh, how did did I say that right? Is it Foley? You said it's Foley. Folly. Folly. Um, so with Folly and Best of the Worst, you can order the vinyl on. So there's a 12-inch picture disc and a 7-inch vinyl. Uh, the album features one song from each band. Uh, so we're going to listen to a clip from New Jersey's Folly. Um, this is their first song in 14 years, and it is called Walter White Whale. Pick it up. Pick it up. Talk about Ska adjacent. <laughs> I do promise you, this ska, this song does have like a Ska punk breakdown in the middle of it. Yeah, it most certainly does. It most certainly does. And, uh, but so yeah, it like is. It is Blood something brothers. <laughs> Are they from? Are they from Brooklyn? Uh, I think they're from Jersey, right? They're from Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. 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 Are best of the worst from New Jersey as well? Uh yes, they are. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's some of uh, New Jersey's uh, best ska core. I mean, is it just ska core, or should there be a new name for? Because well, I always felt ska core was like more you know, just heavier punk. It's ska yeah, ska like used... glow skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, as hardcore has evolved, so must true ska core. The right. Core changes. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Because, I mean, Bostones were considered a ska core band back in the mid-90s. Right. And now that stuff sounds rather pleasant. Like, that's just like something Grandpa puts on now. <laughs> in some cases, it is something Grandpa puts on. Right. <laughs> all right. So, gentlemen, the um, first question we always ask our guests, especially... Oh, yeah, it's time for the interview, guys. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get this transition on. I know. Yeah, so... First thing I want to do is uh, just so people know whose voice goes with what, because we kind of didn't clarify that earlier. Just to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band real quick. Joseph, you're on mute, you rapscallion. And I, I'm sorry. I had to go put my kids down, you know, so it's uh, I'm just trying to not, not interrupt the show. You, you really shouldn't put your kids down. You should lift them up. It's phrasing. <laughs> Listen, once in a while, those little bastards need it. <laughs> You're right. They need some humbling. Absolutely. Yeah, just put them in their place. Now, um, so, yeah, my name is Joe Baker. And uh, I. so if you listen to our records, I was the trumpet player for Orange Tree and backup vocalist. Um, we reunited 
not too long ago and I tried to play the trumpet and that was not happening. So we went and got a, a ringer for this new version. I, and I switched back to my natural instrument, which is guitar. And uh, now I'm singing still and playing guitar. I'm Jason, Jason Nelson, lead on uh, lead singing on these <laughs> albums for Orange Tree. And um, again, thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Awesome. My name's Ted. Uh, Ted Stylin, believe it or not, Stylin profiling. I've <laughs> uh, uh, been drumming for Orange Tree. Uh, I kind of came in at the late 90s, I would say. Second drummer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, brought these uh, bad boys along with me. And uh, they haven't left me since, man. Awesome. For those of you who are listening, he's pointing to his testicles. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, that's your drums. I'm sorry. Your bright okay. orange drums. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They look you, fantastic. That's. They're not supposed to be that color. You should have them checked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what my mom told me. <laughs> that's just weird. Oh my. Uh, on the upbeat um, blue. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right into it. Not even so, waiting. <laughs> so the first question we usually uh, start with is, you know, how did you get into ska? What was some of the first ska albums you were listening to? How did you come across ska? And uh, we'll go one at a time. So, uh, uh, Ted, why don't we start with you? Uh, how did how did you get into ska music? Oh man, uh, I can tell you right now that I um, I have for my entire life I've got musical interest from Miles Davis to Slayer and everything in between, man. And uh, it really was uh, I would stay around in uh, my high school uh, years, so the late nineties. And uh, going to school uh, with some of the guys from ME330, me and uh, their drummer, also named Ted, uh, took lessons from a guy briefly at the same time. And it was just, it was something else that was, that was different. It, and it, it really always struck me how, like, no matter how happy a song could sound, yep. The, the lyrics were very upbringing, you know, and just the way that that could all even everything out. It could take every feeling of everything, kind of even it all out. Joe, why don't you tell us how you got into ska music? Yeah, man, absolutely. So uh, prior to <laughs> prior to uh, us becoming Orange Tree, the, the uh, I guess the 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 some of the members of this band were in a, in a glam rock band called wild and ready. Wow. So I was really into glam rock, like into the early nineties. And I, when grunge came along, I was like, all right, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess I can get behind this, but it just didn't have the same feel. Like I felt like I was born just 10 years too late. I, I should have been out RJ where you are, you know, sunset strip. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it, it, so as, as music was starting to transition, Jason mentioned earlier, Steve Ewing from The Urge. Um, in high school, a friend of mine took me to uh, a club here in St. Louis called Mississippi Nights, and The Urge was playing. And I was like, holy shit, what is this? This is exactly yeah. what I want to play. It's like totally. 
this feels it's so high energy it felt to me just like rock and roll did um so i wasn't really introduced to like a traditional ska sound right off the bat but once i got into the urge then next the next band i saw was in me 330 in st louis and jason was singing for him at the time um it was funny because i was telling jason and steve we we did an interview the three of us last week and i was telling them i was like i mean for me you guys are the reason that I started playing ska music, you know, and and now here I am sitting in a room with you and, you know, Jason eventually joined our band, but that's what turned me on to it was seeing local ska bands. I didn't start seeing touring acts really until orange tree started um, opening for them. You know, I I didn't, I wasn't exposed to a lot of it. So that's where it started for me. It was really cool. And, uh, and and it was a tight scene. It was really neat. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. So, Jason, how did you get into ska music? Um, I discovered Fishbone, Truth and Soul, mm-hmm. um, Op Ivy, Energy. And that led me down this ska and hardcore and punk path when I was doing everything I could to get away from my parents' music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like... Here I was, uh, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, and I moved into a new neighborhood, and all my buddies, who I still talk to today, they're like, you need to listen to this and this and this, and they gave me these mixtapes. Everything from, like, you know, Faith No More to Maiden to (laughs) Op Ivy and Fishbone. And the mighty mighty Boston's, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, this is amazing! It, it, it's so happy and joyful." And then you go to the shows, mm. and it was That's like what pulled you in, man. Yeah, man, it was so well uh, accommodating oh, and cool. welcoming. I looked like Tom Petty with blonde hair down to the middle of my back, <laughs> coming out of what Joe was talking about, singing. I was, you know, in bands since I was 13. So uh, yeah. I was doing covers of like Ozzy and Guns yeah. N' Roses. And I, I thought, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do, right? Sing in a band. I had no idea what was in store for me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Scott and punk music? Hell yeah. 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 And yeah. then, well, yeah. <laughs> That's the formative years. Right. Then it evolved from there and so met how, the guys from MU330. And... So how did Orange Tree get its start? I guess I should probably take that. I, uh, t- Ted and Jason weren't um, original members of the band. It was, like I said, it was that glam rock band, Wild and Ready. <laughs> um, and we, and, and I, I kind of just told you the story, right? I mean, we, we saw these bands and we're like, we need to change direction. We're, we can't be wild and ready anymore. It's 1994. <laughs> you know, we've been made fun of for too many years now. So um, that's kind of the pivot we made. We started off covering, you know, it, it, it was really, we were trying to blend those two types of music. We're like, how can we make like glam rock and, and ska punk one? And I mean, I think you hear that in a lot of our songs, but that's how it started is we just made that, we made a real clear cut. We cut our name. We've got a new, you know, we've got a new name. We brought in the, some 
horn players from the the marching band (laughs) hey uh you guys don't know what this is but you're just gonna come play this and they're like that's cool we'll do it you know so yeah yeah. um that's it was really it was a it was a quick transition man we just wrote started writing songs immediately and uh i think we we cranked out i don't know like 15 songs pretty quick because so joe very simple there are songs that you wrote yeah from the earliest days that we still do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, alligator. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> Gordon, that's Gordon. Gordon wrote that one. Ah, yeah. Our bass player. Yeah. Guy, awesome. I, I had kind of known, uh, I knew Gordon from, uh, our bass player, Gordon from, uh, just from the neighborhood, like in South city just from bumming around and running into him and like in the neighborhood and it shows and stuff. And Jordan, our guitar player, who's one of the OG members with Joe, uh, he was given one of my sister's guitar, guitar lessons, <laughs> <laughs> guitar lessons. Oh, seriously. Uh, and, uh, it was weird that I figured when I figured out that they both knew each other and, uh, the original drummer, uh, Mike Wheeler, and yeah. he was uh, in construction, and then I got into that, and it was weird how I kind of wound up running into him here and there, too. It was just like we all just kind of knew each other from the neighborhood and Same different us. friends of friends. And you convinced Mike to quit and took his job? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. He clubbed his knees. <laughs> Joe, Joe, when, when did this uh, little club? It was a wreck. Navel! Oh, man. oh my gosh! Speaking of Mike Wheeler, that is his navel. <laughs> okay, uh, RJ, explain what you're yeah, holding up. Is it, I have uh, what I believe is the first uh, release from yeah. Orange Tree. It's called Navel. Wow. It's a four-song like uh, EP. Oh man, yeah. that, is, that is some. I'm not. Really I'm not fronting when I yeah. say I'm an Orange Tree fan. This is not wow. like me goofing around. Like <laughs> I'm an Orange Tree fan. Can save it. <laughs> is there a date on there, RJ? I don't uh, remember. That that had to be like '94, maybe. I think it was something. It says '95. '95 okay. copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think so, I had and, that. <laughs> if you listen to that that cassette, you you hear you you can almost hear that transition from rock and roll to ska. It's like some ska, but then there's some like song that sounds like a Counting Crows song on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was for sale at Vintage Vinyl here oh, yeah. in St. Louis, a big record shop, and that was the goal of every band back then to get, get into Vintage Vinyl EP or your album in Vintage Vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> so Jason, how did you start with the band? I I, I got to give you a backstory sure. that leads to that. Um, I was in college. It was my, you know, first semester of college and I didn't do so well. I wasn't a good student. <laughs> I wanted to be in a band, you know, really, really. And it was like 90, 93. And I was in the music scene, but I wasn't. I was uh, reading a Spotlight magazine, which is a weekly uh, periodical that this just came out gave you the rundown of the shows, all the 
advertisers would take out ads the, the bands themselves would have interviews from the st louis local scene and on the back of that spotlight magazine was it was like three sentences mu330 looking for singer willing to make no money and sleep on floors <laughs> and i was like sign me up sign me up yeah. paul dan potis his his home phone was on the back of spotlight magazine and i call him up and i'm like hey i'm such and so i'd like to audition went over to ted malls the drummer's grandma's house in south city it's all south city people you know uh, audition got the gig left for tour the very next day wow. learned the songs on the way to the show so wow stick a pin in that the years roll by i i, I was in mu for three years and joe and now my lovely wife of almost 26 years would come to shows that we did in st louis and so that was the connection. And then Joe is a very good friend of my wife, Tammy. So they knew each other before I knew them. And it just kind of, we, Tammy and I got married, started a family, came off the road from MU. And I struck up a conversation with Joe. We, we always, you know, we're talking because Joe was always around. It's a great guy. <laughs> And I was like, you know, I, I would, I would love to sing for your band. <laughs> and so I joined Orange Street. <laughs> and and to, to on the, add on to that story, I don't know if you remember this, Jason, but I, I quit the band. So I quit. I was going to go, I was going away to, to, uh, to school. I was going to go away to school and I quit. <laughs> and then I did not know that. And then you said yes, and I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not leaving this band. And Jason's going to sing for me. And I'm like, That's a true I'm gonna, story. I'll learn this. Yeah, I'll just learn how to play trumpet. I, I literally had never played trumpet. I learned how to play it. That's so great. I had no idea. So yeah. when I joined the group, um, Joe went to college. Jordan, our guitar player, was in college. Mm -hmm. Ted was in college. Scotty he was also in college, right? Yeah, right. And then we had um, a sax player named Suzanne, mm -hmm. another guitar player named Bobby. Yeah, we're so many. Gordo, Gordo is the grandfather, the bass player of of the group. Oh yeah, you know the OG OG. <laughs> wow. And so that that was the beginning of what we are now. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to listen to the song Alligator. And what can you tell us about this song? Uh, well, Jason mentioned it, right? So this is this is one of the first songs that we actually wrote. Um, it never made it. It did end up getting onto uh, the first full length album we have called Ska Wars. And it's a complete it, this is I think this is take this song has taken on maybe four or five different versions over the years and it just refuses to die. Right. Um, it's kind of a goofy song, you know, it's, it's silly, but like, even when we reunited a couple of years ago, we were like, let's just leave it off the set list. And then we just started hearing like, no, you guys got to play alligator. You have to, we love it. 
I don't know what people like about the song. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool, I guess. Not uh, it's, After but, we listen yeah. to it, I'll tell you what I like about the song. Okay. All right. Good. All right. I'm curious. All right. So here is uh, Orange Tree with Alligator. Can tell you what i like about it oh let's it, hear yours first matt it's um very energetic i can definitely see why it would be like a crowd favorite just because of its higher energy there's a lot to jump to and and skink to so yeah i can definitely see why it just from a musical standpoint why it holds you know a crowd's attention so first of all the energy the, the absolute fun of it but the thing is when you see this song live Jason would come out in the crowd and he would be the alligator with his arms <laughs> and he'd eventually alligator bite somebody and jump on their back and kind of wiggle around for a couple minutes and kind of create a mosh pit. The first time I saw Orange Tree in the back of a pizza place in Peoria, Illinois, oh, I was bit by the Jason alligator. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was hilarious and awesome, and and I think that's when I bought uh, at least one of your uh, albums at that time. That's cool, man. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Um, right away. That's so. That was my first Orange Tree experience, and it's, I remember um, that show. I remember that pizza parlor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a we, played a lot, we played a lot of those kind of shows. Dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're go- we're going to be playing at a closed Kmart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> did that. That's that's for real. Yeah. Yeah. In the early years, like we would just play around St. Louis, and it got to the point where we were doing weeknight shows in St. Louis, and we were just talking about this, Joe. 
where we were getting decent crowds in our hometown. Yeah. So we're like, you know, we ought to go out on the road on the weekends. Right. And it was accommodating to our jobs at the time. <laughs> like, right. We can't do anything during the week. <laughs> we, we would, uh, the, the college courses, we would set them up. So we had a Monday through Thursday and then we'd take off like Thursday night and just go and come home Sunday. We, for a while there, we were doing that almost every weekend. Yep. Fayetteville, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Peoria, Chicago, Kansas yeah. City, all over. Yeah. So um, when did the, so you guys recently reunited, was there an official uh, breakup? Like there was a, an official s- stop, like you declared you were breaking up um, or was it sort of like a life got busy sort of situation? No, it was it was pretty official. I I, I quit. I quit. The, I quit on them. And I remember it, man. It was a it was a tough decision. But we were, I think we were getting to a point where we were like, well, first off, the music was just changing, and the ska scene was changing. And we, I think, in a way, we were trying to evolve with it. Um, you know, we got rid of the horns for a while. And just things start. I don't think any of us really felt like it was right. Um, like it was going the way we wanted it to go directionally. Right. Um, I think our musical tastes were changing a lot. I was really getting into, you know, like that pop punk that was coming out then and, and emo. I really got into emo for a while. <laughs> but um, I think the main driver was we were we were at a, a pivotal point where we're like, all right, we're either going to do this, like we're coming up on on a semester, we're gonna we're all going to take a break from whatever we're doing. We're going to go out on the road. Um, and I think I, I made a, a pretty tough choice, but for me, it was, I, I need to, I've, I'd kind of been dicking around a little bit with college and I needed to get it together and go back to school and, and focus on that. Um, so I, I told them I was quitting and, um, you know, the, the guys kind of started something new without me, um, at that point. And I think you guys went a little different, uh, direction musically at that point. But, yeah, we went into more of a punk mm-hmm. thing um yeah emo was so huge like yeah dashboard was undeniable yeah. i mean you can't chris was so good at yeah. songwriting and oh, that man, just swept through the entire scene and everybody was was doing adaptations even mu 330 that crab rangoon album yeah. you could hear it on that yeah. yeah, there's uh, Dr. Manette, too, from up around Chicago. It's very emo, yes. like, yeah. trying to fit it into the ska sound. Because, like, oh, yeah. the, the Midwest was, like, ground zero for, for what we know as emo today in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, if you listen to uh, our self-titled record, um, you can you can start to hear it. There's a song on there called I Am The One. And, man, when I wrote that, I just, like, really started listening to Weezer. And I was like... <laughs> oh, man, I kind of like that sound. So you can hear it. You can hear it starting to, to, you know, make its way into our music there right at the end. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's the thing. You talk about Scott Jason. Mm-hmm. Fixing Stupid and our self-titled albums. It's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we liked. Yeah. But even still, like even the, uh, even the after project, I mean, that was still, uh, uh, that was still Jason, myself, and our bass player Gordon. 
we still played for uh you know a couple few years like that yeah. and um and even and even after that was done i was still uh, you know and just South City and living in the same area as Gordon, I I have always played in and out with him, and there's just always kind of been that connection, yeah. and uh, you know, for five or six years ago, man, when we walked in at to see uh, that Queen cover band play, <laughs> oh man, as soon Jason as I walked does a Queen the door, cover band, <laughs> ooh. I, I have a Queen tribute called "Somebody yeah. to Love." Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, oh man, they they were doing a thing down at our ballpark, dude. I walked in the door and I was like, I can tell coming in through the front door that this is a Queen cover band. As soon as <laughs> I breached that, uh, you know that vestibule, and I was in there, I go, they don't. I know, know that voice. I know that voice. <laughs> I. I cut my way up to that front stage. Hey, you. I made eye contact. I'm like, oh, my God. And that was, bam. What up, Ted? That was like kind of, my. that was my first contact getting like back together again right. a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So how, how did the reunion, uh, you said you reformed a couple years ago. How did that conversation start? Uh, so, well, I, I was going to say real quick, I mean, and this leads, I think this lends to that because a lot of us, we've, we've stayed together in one way or the other. I've, I've played in bands with our guitar player, Jordan, like they've kept playing Jason, Jordan, and I had a band called moon bandits, very similar to orange tree, um, probably for two or three years prior to us getting back together, um, actually played some orange tree songs with that band. Um, so I mean, RJ, if you are a fan, you, I don't know if you've heard any of that Moon Bandit stuff. But no, I'm going to have to look it. that up. Yeah, it's it's, it's all out there. Um, but, you know, we, Moon Bandit's kind of fizzled out, and uh, we just started talking again. We're like, man, is, is there, I don't know, is there any appetite for us to, you know, play a show? Just like one reunion show, and we started talking. Pandemic hit. Um, we got a couple practices in. And then it fell apart for a while, but we, we just stayed in contact the whole time and, yes. and eventually got there. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I left, I don't think there was ever any real bad blood between any of us. We all stayed friends mm -hmm. one way or the other. So it, it felt pretty natural to get back together. Yeah, it was comforting. <laughs> so, so like, can I still sing this time? <laughs> oh, oh man, you're an angel. You sing like an angel. So what is the future hold for Orange Tree? What you do you want think, my Dave? thoughts? Yeah, what do you think? Dave? Yeah. I'm curious. We haven't talked about it. Curious what you think. Hearing you here first. <laughs> we have ample access to great recording facilities. Um great ideas within the band still percolating up after all these years so new material is on its way wow i'm stoked 2023 will be a year where the label that we're on uh, tim snow a great friend of ours who helped bring our albums back out of the closet purchased the catalog from Chuck Wren at Jump Up Records and released it all on his own dime. Wow. Like, wow. 
what do you think? You, yeah. you want to release this? He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you, you asked what, what, what got us back together. I, I, I would be remiss not to say that Tim didn't play a part in that. And he, he really pushed for it. Um, Absolutely. You know, he, he's, he's doing a lot of cool things with the, with the little startup record label he's got. And um, he's, he's pulling on some cool bands right now. And he really wants to, to make, make some cool things happen with uh with Scott and, and the scene, Scott Punk, and um, he's a big advocate for it. So I, I think he'll he's going to do some cool things with it, and, and we we owe him a lot for sure. What's the oh, name? Yeah. Of, what's the name of the label? It's called Ninguid Records. It's N I N G U I D, which I believe means snow. Right? <laughs> is that what, where you got that from? I don't know what language it is, but <laughs> interesting. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you all uh, hanging out. Uh, but before we end this, we do have uh, ska picks. Uh, Ted, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? Okay, my ska pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> I went, uh, well, uh, as I said earlier, I have such a diverse taste from, uh, you know, from uh, Sun Ra to Anthrax. Um, so I went with uh, Undercover SKA. Uh, I picked that band specifically, um, just because, um, it was one of the first, uh, uh, vinyls that I ever had. And as we just talked about Tim Snow, he was the one that got that for me. He goes, man, if you're really going to be in the sky, you got to have some vinyl. I was like, I don't know what this is all about. (laughs) So I'm going to try that. And, uh, he got me the album, uh, the things men do. Uh, also they're, I think they're from San Francisco. Hmm. Awesome. I think so. I don't know. San Francisco's pretty cool. But yeah. I always like the song Super Nice Guys, uh, especially on the chorus, uh, that chitter-chatter that he does on that ride cymbal. That transcends all music. You'll hear that from ska to jazz to heavy metal to everything in between. That little chitter-chatter on the ride cymbal that he does. Super Nice Guys. All right, let's check it out. Sweet. And yeah. smooth. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to check out more of that band. All right. Yeah, they, uh, got, they got some killer tracks. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. All right, Jason, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? I am a big fan of the Blue Meanies from Chicago. And the big influence uh, out of the Blue Meanies on this band, one of my favorite tunes uh, from Kill Lincoln is civil surgery.
Yes, very good song. Love that song. Awesome. Yeah, that's a cool song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I think it's. I would say it's my favorite track off that album. And when I saw them uh, back in in May, they didn't play it, and I was I was disappointed. What? I was disappointed. Yeah. They weren't the headliners; they were openers. So I guess you know maybe it just didn't you know make that. Yeah, I, you got to make room for the slackers to play "Married Girl." I'm sorry if you got right, <laughs> man. Right? Yeah. That's that's a jam. That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. It is a good song. Uh, all right. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell us about what your Scott pick is? Yeah, well, I need to tell you what it is, right? If I'm gonna, pi- I'm gonna make a pivot here, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want to do uh, "When the Bow Breaks" by Johnny Sacco. All right. Um, and I'll give you a second to find it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably find it by the time uh, you explain what, what so, you like, like about the song. I originally gave you a, a gadget song, which I, I just had the gadgets in my head. I think somebody was wearing a gadgets t-shirt last night and I was maybe thinking <laughs> of I, I had not heard them in a while, but um, man, when we started talking, I was and thinking about shows. Um, we played so many shows with Johnny Sacco and we ended up just being in the same city with them all the time. Um, and they're, I really think they're one of my favorite bands of all time. We just, they're, they're so fun on stage. They <laughs> Did we not bring them in for a CD release party? Uh, no. You, you know, you know who we brought in for a CD release party. This is incredible. Yeah, our for, for, for fixing stupid. We, the band that opened for us at fixing stupid was Alkaline Trio. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> pretty incredible. And I still, I True still story. tell that story, story all the time. What? <laughs> um, wow. But anyway, Johnny Sacco, uh, real quick, because I know I know you guys want to get through it, but um, one of the funnest stories, we, we went to see, I worked in a movie theater, and they came up there with Nick Bauer, um, who used to play with ME330 with Jason. He was a friend of mine. And uh, we <laughs> they came up to our movie theater, and we all saw the movie Anaconda together. And we were the <laughs> only ones in the theater, so it was almost like a mystery science theater kind of thing. Oh, like totally. We just talked through the whole movie yeah but like, that was that was one of the best memories man <laughs> um we would so, go to a lot of movies together like yeah. gold member oh yeah we saw uh, that's, that's what you did yeah. <laughs> yeah so this song when the bow breaks it's just one of my favorites it's probably one of the, I, I doubt it's like it's probably a deep cut by them i doubt many people would consider it one of their favorite songs but it just got it, I mean, Trout's voice is it's just so smooth and soulful. That guy can sing Journey. He he's yeah. got an amazing voice. I, I love this band. So all right, so here is When the Bow Breaks by Johnny Sacco. <laughs> Feel the call. Oh, when the bell rings, 
That is a good ska pick right there. It's a yeah, good man, ska I love pick. that song. It's awesome. Uh, that, that whole EP is just phenomenal. Killer, yeah. yeah. I wore that thing out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I did yeah. too. I like cows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the gentlemen. Funny, dude. Oh, the way you were holding your beard reminded me um, of uh, Ted. It reminded me of this TikTok I saw recently, where s- someone like is about to shave their beard, and the voice comes on is like, "Hey, you with the beard that you're about to shave off, just remember, you're ugly under there." So you might not want to do that. <laughs> oh. Not yeah. you, Ted. You're handsome. Oh, buddy. that's me. Yeah, hey, that's uh yeah, look on those look on those album pictures. I'm that cute little uh kid with the uh I, I used to be the baby of the bunch with that dyed blonde hair. Oh, this God. only took two years. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's it. <laughs> all right, uh Gentlemen, thank you for joining us hey, this Matt, week. Matt, you still what? got your Scott pick and my Scott pick. Oh, wow, my yeah, goodness. Man. I was so re- like, forget us. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need Scott picks. Uh, too much. <laughs> we want to hear All them. right, so my, my Scott pick um, um, may not be a Scott song. Um, it, Matt, it tech- you bring three songs to this show. <laughs> how many of them are Scott? None. None. Matt, um, we need to rebrand. <laughs> Scott on the upbeat. Scott sometimes pot. Like well, okay, Ish. so you guys are kind of gonna have to tell me because this song falls into a weird category for me. So right. it's okay. So it's a cover for one, and I believe technically it's more of a reggae song. Um, oh, okay. And okay. it's by a band called Ballyhoo. They are mostly a rock reggae ska punk I think I know the song you're going to play and preemptively I thought this song is a little more reggae yes it is definitely I I definitely think it's reggae so but I liked it because I liked the original version of the song (laughs) so I you know so it's my ska pick and uh, it's uh, Ballyhoo with their version of Blink-182's Damn It So yeah, it's uh, it's clearly uh, reggae, but uh, but it's no less good. Yes, yes, that's awesome though. I it's, love uh, like it. Yeah, it's pretty good, and uh, yeah, they have a bunch of good songs. Um, they really haven't really connected too much, I think, with ska fans, even though they do have some clear, very clear ska songs. Um, yeah, but they definitely fall into that sort of rock reggae category for the most part. Uh, but RJ, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? 
So uh, my Scott pick is a uh, brand new song from a band of the UK. The name of the band is the Kubricks. Uh, the name of the song is The Resistance. They kind of do a new wavy ska thing. And of course, being English, they have a lot of two-tone influence in there too. I, I've liked them for a long time, but I absolutely love this new track. All right, let's check it out. Waiting in line You know they treat us like criminals Until they get us inside It's sucking to abuse Wrong shoes, wrong accent Rules that we can never live by Your chocolate lips a bit So there was an episode like a while back where I was like, you know, we were talking about, I think, you know, dead forms of music. And like, we were kind of like, well, no really form of music really dies, dies. And I yeah, joked, didn't I make fun of you for yeah, you trying I got, to say disco died? I, I got, dis- I got I said, disco was dead. dead. No one's like, and then I was like, <laughs> RJ had, like, had all these examples of modern bands doing what would technically be disco, and I'm like, right. uh-huh. son of a bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Lips. Yeah. Guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, you feel like it's a, I mean, it's definitely not a genre that's sort of, I mean, I wonder if there's, if there's, is there a disco underground that, like, that's like the ska? Like there was in like the late nineties through the mid two thousands, there was a punk disco thing that was going on and eventually formed into Electro Clash. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disco's <Wow>. cool. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily trying to make fun of disco, but to me, like disco died. So uh but I I maybe I'm wrong. All right. Uh, I guess I am wrong considering their band's still doing it. Right. Um, Somebody's doing it. Somebody likes it. Well, and didn't like a year ago or something, uh, ABBA put out a new album. So, I mean, you know. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, gentlemen, we thank you for joining us. And hey, everyone, if you want to hear more from Orange Tree, you should sign up from our pa- to our Patreon. For a very short bonus episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, at least with RJ. RJ's going to ditch out. Yeah. Uh, but um, so, yeah, you can get more with this week's guest on our Patreon bonus episode and check that out. And uh, listeners, we appreciate you for listening. And uh, make sure you share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you can. And... Until next week, keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. <laughs>